Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. beautiful podcast for you today and our topic is grace and the reason I'm sharing it right away is because I want to invite you to maybe if you're busy doing something this might not be the best time for the podcast you might drink in a little more deeply and enjoy it a little bit more if you take it in during a quiet time so I'm going to invite you to do that although if you're pressed for time and now is the perfect time then now is the perfect time and let yourself be exactly where you are and I'm so happy that I get to share this time with Laurel Boyven. Thank you, Laurel, for being with me today and for digging into the topic of grace because it's truly an incredibly beautiful topic. Oh, you are welcome. I always appreciate being here with you. And all of the topics that we touch upon or dive deep into that come to us almost as inspiration um, they're all good, but yeah. this one in particular um, is a is I'm going to say it's new to me. It's not something I've thought about my whole life. Yeah, yeah, but it is one of your high priority values. You know, your hot, one of your top values. So it is probably been woven into your life in a bigger way than you maybe consciously really think about it. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, knowing you, like now that we know each other a little bit more, you know, for anybody who's new to our podcast, Laurel and I are became new friends podcasting together. We had very little time together before we decided to embark on this venture together. And it was really, I felt like it was grace, uh, a moment of grace that I had. And I was sitting, literally, I can remember I was sitting outdoors and a very quiet space and I thought, I think I need to ask Laurel to podcast with me. And I didn't know you. I only knew you from your Instagram posts. That's the only way we knew each other, right? Yes. Yeah. But I just felt that it was the right thing to do. And I'm so glad that I, that I trusted that moment of grace that came in and spoken internally or externally or however that beautiful grace thing happens, right? <laughs> that is, that's so good. And, um, and I know when you reached out to me, I really felt like it was divine intervention, you know, mm -hmm. which that, that is, there's a big overlap for me with divine intervention and intervention is too strong of a word, but divine guidance or um, being leaded somewhere you never knew you were going to go yeah. by the divine. And so when you reached out to me, it, it was nothing short of grace. Um, and then, you know, we, we became, I'm going to say, 
I'll say fast friends, although we still don't know each other very well. No, we but don't know a lot about each other's lives. At all. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. 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 So Grace, I think of, I was thinking about it before we came on and I took a moment um, sometime in the past week or so to just look it up in the dictionary too, to, to kind of anchor into, because I love to look at words in the, in the, you know, literal definition sense. And, um, and it is, it does seem to be the top, you know, descriptor of it is divine, a, a divine intervention where, where the divine is interceding in your life. And you have that moment of feeling like you are being led or graced by um, something well beyond what your moment to moment daily existence feels like and what your life is all about even. So I love that you look words up in the dictionary. I do that all the time. And, and let's talk for just a minute about the way that we, you know, kind of the society we live in uses the word grace. And so, you know, I, when you were just speaking, I was thinking about when we say that we are graced with someone's presence, mm. right? It yeah. is this gift that is bestowed upon us um, and, and just, you know, being graced by someone's presence implies that there's gratitude and appreciation right there. Uh, so that's one thing that struck me as you were talking. And another is the way we use grace as the name of the prayer we might say before we have a meal. Mm, yeah. And, um, and how, after you describe the definition of it, you know, I think when we sit down and say grace, if we say grace before we eat a meal, yeah. we're really inviting the divine to be with us during that, that meal. Yeah. But I can't say I ever thought about it at, at that way until right now. Right, right. And I feel like it's a great example of how really, if we want to, we can invite grace any moment of the day, right? We, we tend to, like you say, in our culture or the, the kind of the traditional way of thinking about saying grace or asking for grace is at mealtime. Um, but certainly, you know, for me, I think of it I always feel like in my meditation, I think for me, one of the most powerful experiences of feeling grace is when I'm in my meditation chair and I begin to tune into the gratitude that I actually feel for my life. And I can literally feel in that quiet space, my energy begin to change when I really feel the gratitude and suddenly I do feel as if grace is flowing through me, that I am suddenly in touch with something so much greater than myself energetically. Like I literally can feel myself expanding. And so that, for me, that's my, that's my anchor to grace is that feeling that comes. And for me, it's through gratitude. And then the connection of something so great that it's hard to contain. That is an incredible description of it because th that is how I feel when I too think I am experiencing grace in my life that, you know, sometimes a, a word I might use to describe it is it's a comfort. It's just a calm comfort. Um, and, and sometimes it might be described as an ease when things are flowing with an ease but the difference between, I think, either of those is 
I often feel like I can't create it. Grace is not something I can create. I can experience it and I can act with grace outwardly. Beautiful. But when I receive grace, you know, it really is something that I experience from a greater power, from some other externalness to my my individual being. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, one of the things that I want to say to our listeners and, and really encourage our listeners to um, explore for themselves is this idea of how do you make yourself available to experience grace and access it more frequently, right? Because I just think about, you know, that those moments in my meditation chair, when I do feel that feeling, and I do feel that grace comes through, and it's as if I'm making myself open to it. And it's, and it's like any other practice that we do often. It's as if you're opening up your channel and learning how to open up that channel to receive grace and experience grace. So you can do it more frequently and be more available, right? Absolutely. Um, and it starts with the awareness, like so many things we've talked about, right? You know, gratitude starts with awareness. Um, you know, self-love starts with awareness and, and just being aware of when, you know, you feel a comfort and ease coming through you instead of being caused by your own action. Yeah. Um, and that awareness, I think, you know, recognizing it and knowing how it feels in your body, I think you can make yourself a, available more often just by the awareness. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think about, I'm not one, I feel like my facilities in terms of like my sixth sense is not so much about connecting with um, the spirit world and angels. Like a lot of people, I feel like have that, you know, facility where they can do that. Many people do. Uh, mine seems much more earthly grounded, my, my energetic, you know, how I can sense other people and whatever. But I feel like when I think about grace too, I think about how I know that there are spiritual entities, people, whatever, you know, uh, energies around me that are helping me and supporting me. And so even though I might not connect with them in a feeling like a really direct way, I sense often that they're there and that they, they're there to support me. So again, it's that idea of opening up to what do you believe about all this? What, what do you believe about all the other world and the, you know, other uh, spaces and how we connect and all of that? And are you open to it? Are you open to receive from that? Because grace is such a receiving action, isn't it, Laurel? really is it really really is um and i find that i tap into that you know something bigger than myself in nature right you know standing by the ocean gazing at the stars at night walking in the forest all of those things being in water right those things remind me that i am just a small being in a vast universe of you know something bigger than myself Um, And putting myself in those situations helps me to open up to, you know, wisdom, intuition, you know, a spiritualness that I may not invite in, in my busy, 
daily earthly human life. Yeah, I know. And I think that one of the most beautiful aspects of that, you know, reminding us about being in touch with nature is that I feel the same way. I mean, when I am really in touch with the natural elements and I'm in a space where it's so beautiful, I do feel that sense of greatness and, and bigness and that the energy is literally, I'm becoming a part of it. And it does feel like grace is available there in nature. So for anyone who doesn't spend a lot of time in nature or isn't comfortable there, you know, that's a, that's a great way to begin to, to expand into a sense of energetically being able to put yourself in, in, in attunement to uh, receiving, right? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I do know there are many people that um, tap into that, you know, place to be able to receive in differently than I do or you do you know maybe it's through sound meditation maybe it's through sounds of nature without even having to be in nature um maybe it's through visual colors right kind of a creative expression through color so you know I think if anything I want to just encourage our listeners that explore all of those kind of mediums and tr- and just listen you know, listen to the stillness in your body to figure out which of those avenues might be your avenue to tap into a stillness that would invite grace to come through you. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you said that, Laurel. It reminds me of um, last year when I was at the end of the year, I had decided to make a commitment to post on social media something positive that would encourage people to feel uh, more peaceful, more inner peace, because there was so much discord going on before the election and all that kind of stuff. And so I took 30 days to really tune in in my morning meditation and then just see what would come up and what I wanted to share that day. And from the moment that I started doing that in that particular way, the words that came to me and the, the thoughts that came came through in a poetic way. And mm-hmm. so it was the beginning of me writing poetry on a regular basis. Wow. And I do feel when I'm sitting that I have to be in a state to receive in order for the poetry to come through. I can't create it from a mental place or from my own e- egocentric place. It has to literally come through to me. And, um, and that's a great example of, again, the create, how creativity in our lives and, and engaging in a creative process and committing to that and experiencing it and allowing yourself to explore there how you can begin to receive in ways that you may never have before. For me, that was totally new and exciting. That's a great example. Real. I mean, there are some things you can't force, right? right? And And I think that trips us up a little bit when we hear about a particular method or something that works for someone else. And then we think, well, why doesn't that work for me? You know, you cannot force that ease and flow that comes, you know, through grace. You cannot. Um, And I know, you know, I know a lot of people that don't have access to quick access to nature like I do living in in New England um, or maybe even where you are, where you live. But you know, I, I know people in New York City that listen to sounds of nature every day. You know, mm-hmm. I when I'm not at the ocean, I listen to ocean waves when I go to bed, sleep at night. Um, and it is the sounds of, you know, 
nature or the creativity, I think that really does help us find what works for us. Yeah. 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 So um, where else do we want to explore with this, Laurel? I feel like um, when you think about um, how does how does your religious life or your religious experience, your spiritual in that way, relate to all of this? Because I feel like for me, where I don't have that background, I, I can't speak into that well, but I would love for you to share a little bit there if you're comfortable. Yeah. Well, you know, I am, I'm going to say that I was, um, I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And I still have not, I really have not solidified the connection between my religious upbringing and my spiritual beliefs. They're, um, sometimes they seem a little bit disconnected, mm-hmm. even though I was grounded in this faith in this church. And, you know, many of the lessons were about um, the behavior and, you know, the stories of, of a greater power coming through people and being with people to guide them in a life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but my spiritual beliefs, I think so much are tied into more of um, not necessarily a defined religion or one God, but um, much more a higher power, mm-hmm. right? And um, I did have the, the, the gift um, during college, it was a Catholic college, I, I had to take theology a lot. Um, and I took a course on world religions, and it was the first time I had studied the five major religions in the world. And pretty quickly, I, I was struck with the similarities of, of each of those religions, even though as a Catholic, we were led to believe they were very different than Catholicism. But there's so much overlap and similarity. And I, I did it again when I was studying, you know, the 200-hour yoga training and um, the history of some of the yoga masters. And I went down the rabbit hole in Hinduism and really dove deep and then found myself pulling up the stories of Christianity and uh, other world religions and the timeline and overlap of similarities. And it's fascinating to me to think that no matter which religion someone may belong to, the, the belief in a greater power and the belief that we can receive grace and goodness from some being bigger than ourselves and that we are created in their likeness, right? right? So right. that, you know, not sure I can, it's a, it's a succinct answer, but, um, but, you know, growing up believing in a greater power obviously opened my eyes to something bigger than myself. Yeah. 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 I, um, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about, you know, my limited um, self-education and in the different um, world religions and, um, and how I've always felt the same, you know, that at the heart of it, the, the goal is still, you know, to, to feel that you are part of that and that um, you can receive from that and that that is a good thing and it will, it will advance you spiritually in, in life in, or however many lives you have, depending on what the, 
you know, belief system is. And I've always felt that um, to not to not have to be connected to one has been a gift of being open to receive all people, you know, and whatever their belief is, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all, as long as it's, I think as long as it supports you to really develop yourself fully, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just, um, it's, it's for our goodness, for our goodness and for our own, our own grace. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I think that the, um, the, the need for belonging that we are born with, you know, I, I believe that belonging and a sense of belonging is an, a human need, one of our greatest human needs. And so when you think about, you know, exploring where do I belong and how do I belong and how do I contribute and um, where can I be my full self? Um, and that often comes in a community, right? Whether it is a religious community or, or a civic community, it is a belongingness. And, and I do, you know, really think that the more that I tap into a belief in the goodness of humanity and the power of the universe and grace coming through me and to me, right? And my acting in grace or with grace to others, you know, it, it almost, um, my belonging, my sense of belonging is getting larger and larger, right? Yeah. I mean, and so I love that practice of my own and thinking, you know, in yoga training, we, we talked about this a lot, I am you and you are me. And that in itself, I think, you know, for me as an act of, of grace, that treating people like they are me, they're, they're the same as me, and I am the same as them. Um, and I also do this, I mean, you know, I do this with a tree, uh, you know, okay. I, I am no different than a living, breathing tree. Mm -hmm. um, and so the more I can do that, I really do think, you know, it just helps me feel like I fit in no matter where I am. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way of expressing um, some of the benefit of, again, I want to circle back to doing the beautiful work, because I think that it is in doing this beautiful work that we come with that we're, we're always talking about and coming back to that allows us to see, to feel a, a greater sense of wholeness. And in a greater sense of wholeness, we are more fulfilled and we are more able to be that channel to receive, to channel grace through to others. You know, and I think about um, that moment of when I felt grace coming through to invite you into doing the podcast, you know, I feel that, you know, it, it was that was that my invitation to to bring grace to you and vice versa when you said yes to, you know, your immediate chance, you know, so we're gracing each other with this experience. And I think that that's that sense of um, greatness that comes from the work the more whole that we feel, the more fulfilled that we feel, the more ready to receive and give. And that comes from that sense of wholeness. Both of those, those, those really true full feelings of receiving fully, giving fully come from our own wholeness, fullness. 
mm. experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you articulate that so well. Mm. Oh my. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So if we were going to invite our listeners to um, uh, experience more grace, if they could in their lives, let's um, just talk about maybe some suggestions about what they might try. Sure. I think we've talked about some of them, but I think we could invite it as like little, maybe mini challenges, so to speak of, you know, can you experience grace this week? Yeah. How might you open to that? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I, I can tell a quick story about when my daughter turned 30 last year and my wish for her um, was grace. And um, she's a very confident, you know, um, successful young woman. And my wish for grace for her was that she could develop some, I'll say, the maturity and ease and comfort um, and share that with other people as she shared her other gifts. And but in her 30 year old self, she, of course, said, what are you talking about, mom? Like, pray before I eat dinner, you know? And so I explained to her, no, if just in her daily actions, think about the words she uses and her physical actions and are they graceful? And that was my way of inviting her to start thinking about, you know, maybe the softer, kinder way in which she interacts with others. Um, And through, I really did believe that as she was more mindful of that, you know, of of course it would change the way people are interacting with her. And so she would experience more ease and flow. Mm -hmm. And, And through her knowing that, she may open herself up to more grace. But I can say, you know, as her mother in all of that, you know, I can't, she's 30. And sometimes the awareness and the, and this beautiful work, you know, sometimes it, it comes over long periods of time. Mm -hmm. um, So I guess if I were to think about inviting our listeners to, you know, maybe what a, a practice that they could themselves kind of start to invite or open themselves up to grace, it might be you know, consider your words and actions and are they graceful? And if not, how could you make them more graceful? Mm, that's beautiful. I love that you use that re- that example too in your own real life, because I think it's, it's we, we sometimes when we get into topics like this, they feel a little lofty and it's hard. Like how do we get practical about it, right? And how do we actually do these things and create these experiences, right? It's not easy, it's, it's, but there are ways to begin to open to that. And when I was listening to you describe, you know, your suggestion to your daughter or what you were wishing for your daughter, like I was thinking that same thing, you know, mindfulness around words, tone of voice, just how you're using your, I mean, cause to me voice is, if we if we back it up, right, saying grace is usually a prayer, right? And that is through our voice. Our voice, even if it's a silent prayer, it's still our inner voice that's speaking. And so how are you using your voice, right? And what ways are you um, consciously choosing 
how to use your voice. And that's something that we all can, we all can partake in that. We all can become um, better communicators through more conscientiousness around how we're using our words and our voice. So I think that's a beautiful invitation. I also felt like embedded in there too was a little bit of a slowing down because in order to really pay attention to ourselves, right? We have to slow down and really tune into what we're doing in a more moment to moment kind of way. And, and that's hard to do when we're going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> it is hard to do when we're going 80 miles an hour, no matter what age we are, I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that with my therapist very early on in my therapy, you know, and he talking about that idea of if you're going down the highway at hundred miles an hour, what are you really seeing? Right. You're not seeing much. That's but right. Slow down. Look what you can take in and look yeah. what you can experience. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think powerful. that's really an important piece of this, you know, being open to receive, you know, we have to be listening and seeing differently than we usually do yeah yeah i do too which is I, why your, your meditation practice probably produces so much opportunity for you to open yourself up to receive yeah for sure and i think that that would be my invitation to people is even if you're not um going to begin a meditation practice or you don't feel a great interest in making that you know part of your daily life I think a gratitude practice, taking moments to not just write down three things that you're grateful for, but to when you are taking inventory of your gratitude, to slow down enough to actually feel the gratitude for whatever it is you're taking inventory of. Because that, to me, is what changes your vibration, which opens you up and then allows you to attune to something greater than yeah. your smaller life, right? Mm. Yeah. And you know, as you were saying that, it, that is one of the reasons when I can, I go outside at night when the stars are out and just look up into the sky. And, you know, I don't call it a meditation practice because it may be 40 seconds, it might be five minutes, but I feel the wonder, the magic, and then the vastness of the universe above my head. Um, and it, <laughs> right? And yeah. it um, and those are the feelings that I think when we talk about no matter where you are, if you're driving in the car, feel the magic of what you're seeing and hearing, right? Just feel it for a moment. Um, and it doesn't have to be lofty and some, you know, um, formal practice, but just feel what we have before us and be grateful for that. So beautiful. As you were speaking, I was had a moment come into my mind of <clears throat> this weekend, my daughter um, got married and I was invited to write a poem and read a poem at their ceremony, which I did. And when I began, my, my inclination, of course, was to just get going. But I literally took a breath and made myself slow down and look at both of them and look in both of their eyes. And of course, I that got me crying a little bit. So I had to like get myself together so I could actually do what I wanted to do, which was to share what I had written with them. But 
to do it also slowly and to really give it to them as a gift and allow them to receive it as a gift. Mm -hmm. And that really has to come from uh, 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 the energy and the, and, and the timing and the, you know, if we hurry through everything, it's hard to have somebody receive that well and yeah. to give it well, right? Yeah. And what did you receive as you were doing giving to them? I know, I know them looking at me, you know, with such love in their eyes too. I mean, that was the gift that I got back from that, right? As I gave it to them, I could feel them receiving those words and loving, loving me and, and loving the experience. And so that was such a gift. Yeah. What a beautiful exchange that was. Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So I think we've, um, invited our listeners to play with grace a little bit. Yes. And explore grace a little bit and to slow down and attune to the opportunity to receive grace just a little bit more. That, that would be what my hope is for our podcast today. Oh, that is incredible. So I, I'm with you. I think that it's such an opportunity and um, one that we probably don't think about very often. Mm -hmm. um, how do we live in this world with grace? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I will say that for me, when I'm able to slow down and feel that sense of fullness and wholeness and, and, I am much more able to feel like I can give grace. And, and grace can be a kind word. Grace can be a, a really looking at somebody in their eyes and acknowledging them. It can be really just listening for a moment to somebody. That can be grace. And I think that to be able to be channels for that is such a, a, a beautiful opportunity and one of, the, one of the greatest gifts of humanity that we oftentimes in our busy Western culture forget that. And I think we need it more than ever today. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Yeah. What if we all walked around as if we were just channels for yeah. grace to come through us for the benefit of other people? Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Thank you, Laurel. I think we will close out there and I'll see you next time. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do today. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Bye. Bye, -bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.